for all that you are doing in this place. And everyone says amen. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 13, from the Amplified Classic. He says, Yes, from the time of the first existence of day, and from this day forth I am he. There is no one who can deliver out of my hands. I will work, and who can hinder or reverse it? God says that I will work. Who can hinder that work? Who can reverse that work? While you are seated, I want you to go ahead and pray and say, Father, do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life today that no one can reverse. Go ahead and pray. Just go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life that no one can reverse. Do a work in my life. A work that cannot be hidden. A work that cannot be reversed. A work that cannot be stopped. In the name of Jesus. If you believe God has heard and answered our prayers, say Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. We're going to read down to verse 13. Matthew chapter 6. It says, Master, teach us to pray. And so Jesus responds and he gives a, an idea of how to pray. He says, After this manner, therefore, pray our Father which art in heaven. Matthew 6 9 to 13. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want you to get the last part of verse 13, Matthew chapter 6. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if you are reading a simpler Bible like NIV, RSV, you may not find the last parts that I've just read from the King James. And uh, we don't have the time to explain the technicalities around that today. But I want us to focus on that last part the kingdom, the power. If you're writing, that, that is our message for today, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. He says, for thine, or yours, is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. So there is the kingdom that belongs to God. There is a power that belongs to God. And there is a glory that belongs to God. Uh, two weeks ago, I was teaching in the first service about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and he said, That's the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter uh, 
24, Jesus talks about the kingdom in verse 14. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world for the witness, and then the end shall come. He did not just say the gospel shall be preached. He said this particular gospel, and this particular gospel I'm talking about is the gospel of the kingdom. So there is a kingdom. Tell your neighbor, there is a kingdom. Now, if there is a kingdom, there is a king. And if the kingdom belongs to God, the one to whom the kingdom belongs to is the king. And the Bible says, the power and the glory. John chapter 3, verse 3, we'll read two verses from John chapter 3. We'll read verse 3 and we'll read verse 5. Here, Jesus shows us how to enter the kingdom of God. He shows us how to see the kingdom of God. He, in another place, said, this kingdom does not come by observation, meaning that you will not see it with your two eyes. It will have to be seen by the eyes of a person who has been regenerated by the Spirit, who has been born again, who has been made a creature. The old creature cannot see this kingdom. So he says in verse 3, John chapter 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he says that a person, for him to be able to see it, must be born again. And then in verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, which is the word, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. God cannot be his king indeed. God is king over all the earth, but primarily king over those that have been born into this kingdom. So he says, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power and the glory. To enter the kingdom, to access the kingdom, one must be born. He didn't say, except you pray, you will not enter. He says, except you are born again. He didn't say, except you fast, you will not enter. He says, except you are born again. Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 12. It shows us that there is another kingdom. There is another dominion. Of course, these are spiritual kingdoms. And physically speaking, there are many kingdoms. There are many nations that have many different rulers. But in the realm of the spirits, there are only two kingdoms uh, that are diverse that are not in agreement. There are only two. There is a kingdom of darkness and there is a kingdom of light. And the person who is in the kingdom of darkness has the devil for his king. The person who is in the kingdom of darkness will be controlled by Satan. The devil will do whatever he wants to do in this person's life. The devil can frustrate his business, frustrate his job. The devil can stop his plans. The devil can make this woman bad. The devil can make this man sick. The devil can even 
leads this person to make decisions that will eventually lead this person to die. But there is a better kingdom where there is a king called love. In this kingdom, you enjoy love. You enjoy. Now, one cannot be in two of these kingdoms at the same time. You are either in the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of Satan. Now, when you are born again, there is a transference. There is first a deliverance, and then you are transferred. You shift as it were. There is a change of power. Power changes hands. Apostle Paul, when he was called to preach, he was told, here's what you're going to do. You are going to open the eyes of the blind. You will turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and the God. Now, when you are born again, that becomes your experience. Now, look at this scripture, Colossians 1, verse 12. He says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, which has qualified us, to be partakers of the saints. And then he tells us where the saints are in light. These saints are in a place called light. A place where darkness cannot approach. A place called light. And then he says, God has qualified us to participate in whatever blessings these saints are receiving. And then in verse 13, he says, Who has delivered us? Who has delivered us, rescued us, freed us out? When he said, Jesus, that be the Lord of my life. I believe God raised you from the dead. He says there is a deliverance, a rescuing. He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness? From the dominion of darkness? I'm going to stay there a little bit. In the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, write it down. Acts 10, 38. Paul, rather Peter, when he was preaching in Cornelius' house, he talked about how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. I still just that. Meaning that the sick that Jesus healed were oppressed of the devil. The devil is the one that oppressed. Now he says that when you are born again, you are delivered from the power of darkness. We've got to answer a lot of questions. What is this power of darkness? What are these things that are under the control, the powers of darkness? Because you see, so many people have read their Bibles, I don't know if they have read it. Because when you see their Bible, when you hear them talk, it is as though they haven't read the scriptures of truth. They are in the kingdom of God, and yet they are praying to be delivered from the power of darkness. <laughs> then we are asking ourselves, what is the problem really? Is it that you were not delivered? Because you cannot be in this kingdom and pray for deliverance, then it means that the king in this kingdom has been defeated. He has failed to rule his own kingdom. Okay, let me put it in You cannot be in Zambia under the president of Zambia and be praying to be delivered from the president of America. Does that make any sense to you? 
And then it means that our president has been captured somehow. Our president, then this nation is not a sovereign. My God. It brings a lot of questions. So he says, the deliverance takes place first before you are transcend. Before you enter the kingdom, you are delivered. Yes, this generation of curses. Yes. The devil this, the devil that, yes, then he says, before you get into all this field, it has to be taken out of your land. That's why he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passed away. Not shall be, shall pass away. Not you should pray that they pass away. He says, all these things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these things that have become new are of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17 and 18. All these things where you have come, this is the name of God. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. Then it means you have been delivered from the power of curses. Delivered from the power of sickness. Delivered from the power of corruption. Delivered from the power of the sinful nature. Delivered from the power of the evil one, whatever power it may be. From the powers of your fathers, from the powers of your mothers, whatever power you want to mention, which is all of God. He says there is this deliverance first. Why is there this deliverance? Because there is a savior. In those days where there were kingdoms on earth, a nation, rather a kingdom, can be captured. When the kingdom is captured and the captives are gotten by the kingdom that has conquered that kingdom, there will be now slaves. For them to be free, a kingdom greater than that kingdom should come and defeat that kingdom and then set these captives free. And so the Bible talks about Jesus being our Savior. If He is our Savior and if we have been saved, the question is from what? How many of you are saved here? You are saved from what? <laughs> saved from what? What did he save you from? You hear Christians say, we are just sinners, we are just sinners. Then the cross was Jesus. Then what did he have? Why did he have compassion? Why did that man have to die? Because it doesn't look like anything's changed. If we're still what we used to be before he dies, then it was useless for him to die. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How can we remember if you were in a ditch and someone has rescued you from the ditch and you're still going around saying you are in a ditch? Then something is not sinners set by grace. What is contradiction? Prisoner set free from prison. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? I'm a prisoner set free from prison. If you are set free from prison, you are no longer in prison. If you are set by grace from sin, you are no longer a sinner. You said, but I sinned yesterday. Yes, you did. It's a mistake. That's why you must confess it. It's not normal. Dogs bark because they are dogs. Yes, they do. A man will not become a dog because he has bad. No. <laughs> the fact that you sin does not make you a sinner. People sin because they are sinners, but it, you see, you're not a sinner because you sin. 
in your finances by getting the word of the king concerning your finances. The word of the king is in this place. I'm sharing his words to you. Then that means his power is in this place. And the Bible says that who may say unto him, what doest thou? Meaning that nobody can question it when he says his words. The Bible says, the Bible says, because of iniquity, I afflicted. They are brought all manner of means. And then he says that they draw near to the shadows of death and cry to God. And the Lord hears it. What does he do? He sends forth his word. The word of the king. He sends forth his word and he will them and delivers them from all their destruction. The devil cannot question you. What are you doing? I'm questioning what you mean. Where the word of the king is. Now we begin to understand the importance of the word of God. The word of God brings to us the power of God. The power of the king. Until you receive the word of God, you cannot enjoy the provisions of the kingdom. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Luke 137, amplified classic. Where the word of the king is, there is power. He says, Holy God, nothing is ever impossible. And look at this. No word from the Lord shall be without power. Oh. Shall be without power. I think media was studying that Shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Shall be without power or impossible. No word from God shall be without power. My God. There is power in this building. If your phone is not charged, iPad is not charging right now. Even though there is power. And there are sockets, power sockets. What do you need? You need to learn to plug it in. The fact that the power is present does not mean the gadgets that should be controlled by that power be in operation. They have to be plugged in, they have to be turned on. So when you find the scripture, it has He says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from the Lord shall be without power. Every word from God is with power. 
But when you get that word, my God shall supply all your needs. You don't have to look to heaven for God to send you something. What you need is in that same word. Because that word is a power bank. God stored power in scriptures. God stored power in scriptures. There is healing power. There is power for provision. There is power for promotion. There is power for excellence. There is power for anything. Whatever scripture says, the power to make it good is within that scripture. And how do you pray it is by faith. It is when you believe that scripture. When you believe that word. This is what you are doing now. Your finances are not doing well. And you are praying, my God shall supply all your needs. And then you say, I believe. You know what you are doing? Connecting your finances to that scripture. What happens? The power of that scripture. Let me remind you of something. Everyone, by the trundling approach, you will see. Let me try to get there. The Bible tells us in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was the Lord, and the Word was God. And then he said in the same John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now this word that became flesh is not just Psalm 23, just one. It's all of the scriptures. All of the word of God in flesh. Now here is a woman who is sick. And she says to herself, if I can just plug in,
receives his word in that area. When you receive his word in that area, you receive his power in that area. He said, where? Location. The place where the word of the king is. There is power. There is power. No word from God shall be without power. Or impossible of fulfillment. No word. You go to Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, you find powerful protection. No weapon of action against you shall prosper. He said, Yes, I'm the king. You know what you're doing? Activating the shield of protection. Doesn't matter what the enemy has done. But if you don't believe, nothing. Because you see, so many people touched Jesus. And when the woman touched him with faith, they touched him, they touched him, that happened. The soldier was giving God that garments and played lots. Who should get it? The same hands that were laid on blind Bartimaeus and opened his eyes. The same hands that were laid on the leper and cleansed him of his leprosy. Soldiers held those hands. Nothing happened. It is faith that helps us to draw from the power of Someone's worth me, verse 22. Someone's worth me, verse 22. Bless the Lord, all his works. Now, if this scripture says, Bless the Lord, all ye people, I understand this. Simply understand. But he said, All his works. So your miracle has a responsibility to bless the king. Whatever God does has life. Everything God does is supposed to praise God. Everything God does is supposed to be in place. That is why, that is why when God does something for you, you must be quick to testify. The Bible does not just say, for yours is the kingdom, yours is the powerful stuff. God continues to say, and the God. If his power has done something, then he must receive glory. If the power belongs to him, then glory must go to him. That way must praise That way must praise Bless the Lord for his works in all places of his dominion. Gives us another insight. The works of God are in the places of his dominion. And the dominion of God is where? Where his work is. So God will work where 
your mind, you will see his works in your life. As long as you are worried, as long as you are afraid, you will not see. His words must gain dominion. And that is why he tells us to fight. He has to tell us to fight because this is something we must do. Cast down imaginations. Bring every thought into subjection. Because if we don't do that, we will not see his words. There are thoughts that tell us this is not our idea. Things will not go our way. But if we are going to see God work, we must refuse those thoughts. They are right to rule our minds. If God will rule in your life, His word must have dominion over your mind. Because it is where His word is that His power is. In other words, it is where His word is that He is king in it. God is not in charge if His word is not in charge. What am I trying to tell you? You cannot receive His healing if your mind is full of sickness. You cannot receive His provision if your mind is full of lack. There's no one to help me, no one to do it for me. I don't know how it's going to come. You can stand here and say, make sure it is. You can shout the loudest and men if your mind is dominated by luck, you will not see the work of God in as far as provision is concerned. So now he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself only to them that your property may appear no more. Now he says, this book of the law shall not be out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. That's what he tells us. So you have to be deliberate in these things. You say, I want to see the works of God. He says, the works of God are in the places of his dominion. They are in the places of his dominion. The works of God are in the places of his dominion. So if I'm going to see the works of God, then I must allow him to rule. Now, he is going to do it. He is going to do it. Oh God, take charge. He doesn't take charge that way. Oh God, have your way. Jesus, take the wheel. He doesn't take the wheel that way. It will not happen because you say, you are in control, you are in control. Uh, do whatever you want to do. He will not do whatever he wants to do. No. We are the word of the
This is another thing. You read those words. And then Isaiah gives the report. He says, Somebody has done something for you. Someone has done something for us. We are not supposed to have peace. But the chastisement of our peace has been laid upon him. We are supposed to be sick. But here is the report. By whose stripes we are healed. We are supposed to be far from God. We are supposed to be punished for our sins. But God has laid on him the iniquities of us all. We are not supposed to be anything but this someone that is something for us to let us up. There is a who has believed our report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Showing us that the arm of the Lord will be revealed, will be manifested to the person who believes the report of God. He says, bless his words. The words of God are in the places. Then he says, bless the Lord for my soul. Praise God. Matthew chapter 9. I'm winding up. Matthew 9. Look at verse 8. Matthew 9, verse 8. But when the multitude saw it, which is Jesus, is from healing a man and putting him on the water. The Bible says that when the multitude saw it, they marveled. They marveled. But he didn't end there. They said, wow, but he didn't end there. How can the person be like that? How can the miracle happen? But he didn't end there. The Bible says, and glorified God. They saw the power and the power. But here is something. The first, if we are seeing this power, then we must give him this glory. If we are seeing his power, it is because his kingdom has come. If his kingdom has come, and we are seeing his power, then glory must be given to him. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. They glorified God. Which had given such power unto men. So God does give power to men. Not so that men can be glorified, but so that the people can glorify God. Are you hearing what I'm showing you? Yours is the kingdom. He says, The kingdom is not in order, but in power. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. Psalm 145. I'll read three verses. Verse 10 to verse 13. Psalm 145. 10 to 13. He, he tells us again, All thy works shall praise thee. As your miracle praise thee. Have you praised it because you do and his work? You didn't come here by your own will. You were created. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord. 
and thy saints shall bless you. Now, by blessing, oh, it doesn't mean that, you know, like the symbol of blessing means worship. Okay, verse 11. Look at how they're going to bless God. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. This is the saints who speak. Here's how they're glorified. They will speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. Listen, they'll be talking of your power. You know God did this? You know God did that? God did this. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. You mean the sister, she shared what God has done. God has done this, God has done that. God has done that. Let's go and just give glory to God. Father, thank you. We glorify your name. We bless your name. You see what he said? It was another. He has shown us this thing that we are talking about. The kingdom, the power, the glory. Now they shall speak of the glory, the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. You, you cannot separate this. When we separate this, we're in trouble. You see? We're in trouble. There's a discontinuity to that miracle flow. Miracles can die. I have to say it again. Miracles can die. Miracles are the result of His power. If they don't praise Him, they'll die. If glory does not go back to Him for the miracles that have been performed, that miracle will die. That's why Jesus said, Don't touch me. It's not because He didn't know that someone had touched Him. Or that he didn't know who exactly touched him. He wanted to give that woman an opportunity to testify and give glory to God. Because if she didn't do that, even though she suffered for four years, she would have been well for one year and then have something worse happen. Oh, just try and tell me, Pastor, this is so. So when you hear the church say, testify, testify, we're not trying to. Magnify the church. First, first and foremost, is about you presenting that thing that has happened to you. When she testified, when that woman testified, you know what Jesus said to her? He said to her, Go, your faith has made you well. And what happened made her well before she testified? Hear this again. They will have kept it. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I thought they were like 10 people when the thing happened. He says it is when they testify. Okay, you miss what I said. It is when they testify that they got the victory. You miss what I said. You did not get the victory when it happens. If, if a miracle has happened, God has done something for you, and you have not testified, the matter is not yourself. When you testify, you seal the matter. They overcame it by the blood of the Lamb. And they were to their chest. Will they overcome the devil? 
then he wanted to prosperity and say, no, no, no. This is what Jesus did for us through his blood. And we testify that it has been done. And the devil was silenced. So some people will say, I saw so and so, this person bought him for three days, the person was stuck. And then the fourth day, the person got very sick. We are very suspicious now. Is that truly the power of God that healed the person? Yes. You've got to see something. You've got to see something. The power is not what God gets. It is you who benefits from the power. What God gets is the glory. If He gets nothing, why should He continue to invest in the business? All of you here are very smart. You will not invest in a business that will not bring you anything. You want something from God. Your king. He gives you his words. He brings to you his power. You get something. Question. What will he get? If you get something for him and you give him nothing, you are a thief. And whatever you got must be taken away from you. That is why if the devil comes, you can't chase it because these are two things. You know, that thief has come and you say, get away from me, you are a thief. He says, look, brothers and sisters, the wife says something. Before he says, meet them in James 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. Yours is the kingdom. He says something. We like the last part, but the last part depends on the first part. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Yeah? So I resisted you. But there is something that gives me the right to be obeyed when I say devil. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. So there is a turning to God. And then now you turn and face the enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You see that? Back to the book of Psalms. So you have to give him glory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's finish this. All thy ways shall praise me, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee until thou come here. They shall speak. The saints shall speak. If you're not ready to do that, you're not ready to see his power. The saints, they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom. A talk of thy power. Let's go, let's go. To make known to to the sons of men his mighty hands. He says they will have to. Now look, they are not making these these things known to the saints. That's why they started. Now they are going beyond church. They are going to make these things known to the sons of men. 
says, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Now they are telling the non-believers and saying, look, God did this. God did that. They are saying, there is no God. And then you are also saying, there is no God. How could this be possible? God did this. God did that. Glory to God. He did that. He said, it's a lie. I, I was there. How can it be? I'm a witness. Were you there? No. So you close your mouth. You can't deny it. You were not there. I was there. God did this. And what are we doing now? See what you're doing? Yes, sir. Then he says in verse 13, that kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. See why we cannot say the days of miracles are over. His dominion endures throughout all generations. If you say miracles are over, we mean God is no longer king. We mean his word no longer has power. But where the word of the king is, there is power. 1 Chronicles 16, 29. Let me show you some few more scriptures. Then we'll go into the day. I know you are you are so you are heated, you, you are so crazy of the Sing unto him. Sing songs unto him. Talk. Are you seeing that? Talk of what? Talk here of all his wondrous works. Not just what he did for you. What you saw him do for anyone else. Just talk. Talk about it. Talk about it. Ah. Hey, that sister. Hey, that brother. Did you hear? She received something. Yes, talk about it. Talk about it. Verse. Let's continue. Verse, verse 10. Glory ye in his holy name. That is celebrate in his name. Let the heart of men rejoice and sing the Lord. If you are seeking the Lord, you sing rejoice. Continue, continue. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Now skip to verse 29. The same chapter 16. Skip to verse 29. Give unto the Lord what? The glory due unto his name. The glory that his name deserves. Now, he doesn't deserve any glory if we haven't seen his power. So we have to see his power. How do you glorify him? You are seen. How do you glorify him? Unless your, your faith has seen. What his father has done. Then you get glory. Even though you have not seen anything yet. Give unto the Lord the glory to your name. Bring an offering. Oh, oh. An offering is part of you glorifying him. Bring an offering. Bring. He said, bring. I'm not the one who said, I'm reading scripture again. And come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of the Lord. Worship. I see a lot of people during worship time. It does it. And then they sit. This is your week. Amen. I know that some people are genuinely ignorant. Genuinely. They are just getting exposed to the things of the kingdom. But there are certain people. It's not ignorance. They have been taught and yet they still behave that way. They, they know what they're supposed to do. 
no, no, no. Today they are wearing it. You know, they don't want the neighbor to look at them and say, ah, you too, you behave like that. The question is, have you seen his power? If you have seen his power, the next question is, has he received his glory? Has he received his glory?
the story you learn to lift your hands. Just thank you. Just thank you. If you really look at your life very well, you will see that you have actually seen this power. Thank you. Remember how that you were involved in a, in a wrong accident. Some people died, you didn't die. What kept you? This power. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, people were being laid off from what? You were not laid off. Why do you think you were killed? This power. Thank you. Thank you. You're now giving him this, you're just thinking you. Counting your blessings, counting what Christ has given Then you will look for your wives, you won't find them. You will look for your fears, you won't find them. You will actually find your faith is getting stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger. And then you're like, go, you need it before you do it again. Do it again. You have brought me out. Look, devil said, look, the lion came out. Against my flock and kill me. They are and kill me. Go to deliver this giant also into my hands. Psalm 29, verse 2. Psalm 29, verse 2. Give unto the Lord. Give. Give. Tell me that. Give. Give what? Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. It's something you have to give. He says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. He's not saying you are a music minister. If you have seen his power, you owe him glory. You owe him. You owe him. You have a debt to pay the Lord. You are, you owe him. That testimony is not just you to say, God is, God is good. It's a debt you have to pay. God is looking for witnesses. Okay, I'll show you the scripture now. Acts 1 verse 8, what does it say? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Okay, before Acts chapter 1 verse 8, let's read verse 6. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, when thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel, the physical kingdom to Israel, God preserved. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of the, the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Remember, they were asking about the kingdom, the physical kingdom. At this time, the Romans were ruling over the Jews. So they wanted to know how we were going to be free from the Romans. Then Jesus is saying there is a greater kingdom now. There is a greater assignment beyond the physical kingdoms. Then it says, we will say, look at the states. But you shall receive what talk to me. You shall receive what? <laughs> After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be what? Wait. So when you receive his power, he expects you to be his witness. <laughs> If his power has healed you, you're supposed to stand and you're supposed to stand in a witness box and testify to everyone that he is the healer. He is alive. Witness. Now, if you have not received his power, you cannot be his witness. So he says to them, I have given you a message. 
you have seen the good things that you cannot be my witnesses. Study ye in Jerusalem until you be in you with power. You receive his power. You see his power. You must be a witness. Now, you cannot be a witness if you don't have witnesses testify. Huh? Yes, sir. We call a person a witness when they have a testimony. <laughs> so when a person is coming to testify, they are actually being witnesses. They are witnessing. They are saying, I witnessed the power. And if I witness the power, then the person behind the power is not dead. He is alive. Even though we cannot see him right now with our two eyes, Jesus is alive. We are witnesses. Last scripture, Psalm 96 and verse 8. Psalm 96 verse 8. Yours is the key. Yours is the power. Give unto the Lord the glory due and in Somebody shout a good amen. And he says, What? Bring. Why are you bringing the offering? To give him the promise you gave And come into his courts. I said last week, you know, let me give you another one. Malachi chapter 2. Give me verse 1. And, and, and an idea of what happens when he doesn't get the glory. And now, oh, he increases. This commandment is for you. Thank you. Let's read verse 2 together. One is a good. If you will not hear, and if you will not lay it to heart, to do what? To give glory unto my name. So look, he said, if you don't lay it to heart, this is not, he's not talking about them doing something, this is they thinking about doing it. If you don't really think about doing it, go on, say the Lord was, yeah, go on, uh-huh. I will even send a curse upon you. And I will cast your blessings. Wait. You have received blessings from me. If you do not lay it to heart to give me glory, he says, I will cast the blessings. That's what he's telling them. Today, we see what things are going, things are happening. Like someone is calling. You are stopping your progress. He says, I will kiss your blessings. Yeah, I have kissed them already. Why? Because you do not lay it to heart. Because you do not lay it to heart. Because. Hallelujah. Are you going to give glory to God? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47. Please, let's read it together. One, two. When you read it, you listen because they're giving you a reward. Yes, let's read. One, two. Because thou sendest not the Lord thy God with what? And with what? For what? Let's break it down. God has 
if we have people that came here when you are sick, you can come and experience this power in the past for you. You can start this right now. You can have someone who is sick. What miracle do you want to receive from And he says, Thou shalt also declare things, and it shall be established. I declare now in Jesus' name that whatever miracle you desire will be your experience from today. If you say the man, then that miracle will happen fast. Do you believe that I am able 
do this. And the Bible says, they said unto him, Yeah, Lord. Then cast he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be unto you. And their eyes are opened. What you see here is that before he even touched them, they asked them a question that had to do with faith. Do you believe that I am a Move it again. Up. 
Yes. For how long now? For a week now. So the doctor says gastritis. So just lift your hands. Do you believe that Jesus is able to heal you today?
Please follow my brother. Look at that. He got healed and now he's got excelled. Isn't that amazing? Now let's give to the Lord when I give our offerings. Let's be seated as we give. Uh, program managers over to you. 